want to wait until the um, the sound, the roaring is gone, but we'll go ahead and start. He's uh, he's now 60 feet away. Mm-hmm. Right it's a bit quieter, yeah. All right. So uh, we had just stumbled on that feeling confused is often very confusing. Yep. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And there is more to it than that if we add wisdom, that in Mm -hmm. fact we can add wisdom to this thought or this feeling. Just like we can add wisdom to good feelings, we can add wisdom to bad feelings, and uh, we can also add wisdom to the confused feeling that doesn't know whether it's going to feel good or feel bad. But one thing, as we were mentioning before, Every good feeling has a power under it. Yep. The energy. Okay. Yep. It's almost like the power of a baseball that's been struck. Yeah, it's like a driving force. There's a driving force behind it, and that driving force is actually that point that the Buddha talks about in Paticca Samapada, and that is the Pali is pasa, and we use the contact as the word, but that's a very passive kind of pasa. Okay. Alright, a much more active pasa is is that it literally kicks us in the butt. Yep. Okay. okay. That's what we mean by contact. Okay. Alright. Uh, or the way that the old um, airplanes in the war, uh, World War II, that they would have contact. What does contact mean? That means we're going to throw the juice on, you're going to pull the propeller down, and that engine's going to fire up and roar off. Mm-hmm. Right? That's contact, okay? Mm-hmm. And so we need to think of it as contact that way. It's not getting bumped into, it's getting shoved. Mm-hmm. In that regard, they say that the dog knows the difference between being stumbled over and being kicked. In this regard, the mind is doing kicking. We're Mm -hmm. kicked. Okay, so there is a power or an energy in that feeling. Mm -hmm. Asa. That contact is not a contact exactly. It's almost like all of the mechanism that brings a jack-in-the-box out of it once the the catch is released. You know, the the jack-in-the-box is like that. That whole process. It's waiting to go. Wrote it, everything to go, uh, bobbing around the whole whole action of the the jack in the box. That's the pasa, mm-hmm. and so the results of that is feelings that have a power or an energy behind them. Mm-hmm. And that's what we cling to. And that uh, actually, you no, know, it's the drive that we have to see. This part of the wisdom, not merely that we don't like it, but that we don't like it with a drive, with an exclamation point. And that when we like it, we like it with an explanation point. Right. All right. And so also that other kind of feeling that's just as forceful and has just as much drive to it. It's not a nothing feeling. So when they say neither um, that it's not a, uh, either a pleasant feeling nor a distasteful feeling, mm-hmm. that. The, it's not correct to translate that as a neutral feeling because it's not okay. neutral. If it were completely neutral, then there'd have no bang to it. There'd be no mm-hmm. contact. There'd be no pasa. Mm-hmm. But the, but this kind of feeling does. It has good, strong contact. And the contact then sets us in motion of confusion because we don't know whether we like it or we don't like it. Mm-hmm. We don't know whether it's safe or harmful. Yeah. And so to play safe, we say it's harmful. Yeah, actually. Uh huh. Yeah, to so play safe. So that's why doubt is associated with this feeling. Mm-hmm. When does doubt come up in in one in the meditator's time? Is when a feeling comes up that he doesn't know what's going on. Yep. He has the feeling, I don't know what it is. Yep. And so that comes to doubt. It almost has the power of that WTF. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right. It's like, huh? 
Okay, so this is the quality then that we have to recognize almost always has a, um, when, especially if it's ignorant, when we just let it happen, it has a negative connotation to it, just like I like it, pulls us in the direction of wanting it and having to have it, and not liking it pulls us in the direction of I've got to do something about it, I've got to get rid of it, I've got to beat it in the ground, where's my knife, I'm going to slice that thing up and kill it, right? That's what happens, But and the, the drive behind it all is the, the drive or the power of the bad feeling, I don't like it. But in now the new case, there is a power or a drive behind this new kind of feeling that is an unsure feeling. Uh-huh. But if we're wise, then we can handle these three feelings differently. You can be aware of it. mm -hmm, At one time, I used to think there were six feelings. Six. What? Six feelings, right. Wise and unwise, uh, I like it. Wise and unwise, I don't like it. And wise and unwise, I'm not sure. Right. Then I put it, no, it's actually four. And that is, I don't like it. I do like it, and I'm not sure, followed by wisdom, the fourth. Yep. But I recognize, no, wisdom is not an outsider or something different. That the feeling is always just the feelings. The question is, are you going to be wise to it or not? So mm-hmm. there's still just three kinds of feelings. There's not six, there's not four, just three. Wise and unwise. So and that's so, like, um, so it's like the confusion feelings, um, it's like knowing what they are, but not, not disliking them and not liking them either, but just experiencing them as they are. That's kind of what you want to do. Well, I was going more in the direction of if we know that it's a liking feeling, then we can behave according to that liking liking feeling wisely. Right. Because if we do it unwisely, it will lead us possibly into uh, one of the woeful states through uh, grasping and clinging. Mm-hmm. Uh, And so we can say then, because I know my feeling, I can be relieved that it's an okay feeling, just like it is. There's nothing wrong with that feeling at all. Mm -hmm. What's wrong is, is that I follow it blindly with the power that it has under it. Yeah. Yeah. And we can do that with all three of the kind of feelings. And so we can understand fairly easy. What do we do about the wanting or the liking? And that was something that uh, Achan Sumedho solved so brilliantly. And that was, I like it, but I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I like it, I like it, I like it, but I don't want it. <laughs> mm. Okay. And allow that feeling of liking to be an okay feeling. Yep. But we don't have to follow it or use that drive behind it blindly. And let mm-hmm. it just shoot off into something. No, we can recognize that, yes, that girl is pretty, but I don't have to interfere in her life just because she wanted me to. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't, I like it, but I don't want it. And that takes not just strength in some cases, but also the, the, uh, the power then is turned into the right attitude of, yeah, I can like it, mm-hmm. but I don't want it because yep. I've got strength to do that. And so this is all that part of wisdom in that regard. And we can turn that self thing around with, I don't like it. And we can actually find maybe a, um, a wise, uh, happy way to turn things around but if we are doing it unwisely, then we're going to, with our own bad feelings, going to go down into our own sewer 
and at least make things worse out there that gave me the idea that I didn't like something. Mm-hmm. Generally, what we don't like is what we remember. We're just bringing up our own past to beat ourselves up with. I find that the um, that the aversion is is more challenging to deal with than the sensual desire or greed. Ah, but you can. Yeah. You can. That's the whole point is you know you can, and you're going to be on guard for it. Mm-hmm. So that if, when it comes up, it's not going to come up blindly. Mm-hmm. You're going to know it when that stuff comes up before it comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Or your hand goes up the skirt or whatever it is. You know, you get what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's spend some time on this curious one. And that is, in fact, I chose that word intentionally. Because it is that's curious. We, it is curious. This feeling that it has so much power behind it, but it, it doesn't have any particular direction to go in. Yep. And so we naturally will turn it into fear or doubt. Mm-hmm. But if we do it wisely, especially if we add a pinch of... Um, uh, sugar or a joy with this, then we can turn it into curiosity. Mm-hmm. Now curiosity is what the fuck, and now we can say it in the way of joyously. I'm mm-hmm. going to go find out what that's all about, and now off we go into into investigation to start looking at what is the depths of that stuff. In fact, at this level. That would be where we would really want to investigate our own Saliatana. What was what what happened? Did I create a, a, a mysterious thing out of some easy to understand reality? Saliatana is the six senses, right? The Saliatana is the internal representation of the external Atana. And what's the Atana? The Atana is the senses. Right. Okay. Okay. So you want to investigate that. Right. And so you need to investigate not necessarily the actual senses, but uh, to investigate the actual senses in relationship to what we did with it that gave Mm -hmm. us such a hit, such a contact. So all the sort of mental processing that's been done on on the experience, all the fabrication... Mm-hmm. Now, here's one of the possibilities, and that is is that perception got some information from the outside, brought it in, processed it, came to an incomplete conclusion. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the feeling of confusion is going to come up, but then also the perception will get caught, caught in a samsara of keep trying to making sense out of this thing, so that we can present the mind with a clear image of what's really going on, a really good saliatana, because we know so far the one that we've got is crap. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Yeah. But then we begin to understand with wisdom that, wait a minute, things are pretty vast. That, in fact... We've talked about these, and here's one that, a time that we can bring this one in on it in the sense of the um, Arupa fetters, the higher fetters. Number 10 is always listed as ignorance. It's a fetter that needs to be dealt with, and this is what we're doing. We're dealing with that fetter at this particular point in time. In the sense of, it's okay that I like it, but I don't want it. It's okay that I don't like it, but I don't have to destroy it. And it's okay that I don't understand it, and I don't have to become confused. And that happens because, like, we can like something, but, for example, we want it because... It's not that we, what we want is the idea of it. There's not, uh, without the idea, there's nothing to actually want. Precisely. 
actually, if you think about it like this, what we really want is that good feeling. Yeah. All right. But in fact, we keep trying to destroy ourselves in Christianity and whatever. Oh, you're not supposed to have desire. She's not supposed to be beautiful to you. You yeah. stop those kind of thoughts right now. Okay. Oh, no. She's beautiful. Let her be beautiful. I just yeah. don't want her. Because with wisdom, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> mm. So that's quite a rat hole to climb down, and I'm not making a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I am, I don't know. In any case, that I don't know is okay. That it actually coming to terms with our own ignorance because everything in our society, the way that the schools work. An example of that is we don't give essays anymore in the United States. They give multiple choice questions that can be graded by a machine somehow. Really? No mm -hmm. essays? Oh, they've been doing that for many, many years. There was time oh, when right. I was in school, we'd have to punch the cards ourselves. You know, they would give us one that was perforated all over the place. And when we took the test, we had to actually punch the holes in the punch cards. And then there were other tests that we had to take that had a, a soft lead pencil of a certain description so that when they fed it in, the contacts could be made with the carbon and so that they could detect the answers. Uh, now they just scan it in, and they've got machines, uh, AI, that's smart enough so they can check the other uh, thing off. But you still have to give them the test. Uh -huh. And the check and the answers are always multiple choice, which gives the students the idea that they're supposed to guess. Uh. Uh, since especially uh, the questions are almost all arranged so that one of them's a throwaway immediately, yep. two of them don't make sense and really there's only one of two choices that you have to make and that's the one that you have to really know which means you don't need to know very much essay mm -hmm. test will test a child yep which means he knows he has to know mm -hmm. like oral exams when a phd goes into his oral exams he got to know for himself before he goes in there that he knows his topic mm -hmm. I'm going, this is not going to be a multiple choice. They're not going to ask yes and no questions. Yep. Well, the physicists are going to cut and start off with, why is the sky blue? And you've got to go into the theory of nitrogen and the frequencies and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, um, this thing about ignorance, in our society, we're not supposed to be ignorant. We're not yep. supposed to be, I don't know. And deeper than that, in down in the instincts, this is level of this feeling. This is why that um, it impacts us is because of the self-preservation instinct being kind of on guard to preserve this, the self. So this kind of feeling comes up, which is basically the feeling itself with wisdom. It says, put your ears on. Look what's going on. Okay, here's an example of that. The old man is, is sitting in his uh, den with his dog, sitting by the fire. It's cold outside, uh, snow everywhere, and the roof is packed with snow. Mm -hmm. And that all of a sudden, half of that snow slides off the roof and lands on a great big crash right outside the window. The dog gets up, starts to bark and jump around, but the old man, he saw it out of the corner of his eye. He knew exactly what it was, okay, because he was fast enough to catch it. Uh -huh. But even if he hadn't caught it, even if he hadn't seen the snow out of the corner of his eye, he could have still put that together. Yep. That it wasn't dangerous. Yep. The dog could not put that together. Uh-huh. Okay, the dog didn't understand it, and that's why the dog is bark, 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 bark. I've seen it right here. I saw Lucky. I was watching her the first time she heard a coconut fall. 
And she just did go berserk. She went all over the place barking and everything like that. <laughs> now they fall on a regular basis. She doesn't even lift an ear. <laughs> okay. So this is the idea that we're talking about is, is that this feeling has power behind it. And the power is, the driving is, it might be dangerous. Wisdom will say, yes, it might be dangerous. Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. But if there's no wisdom there... It's not, it is not, it needs to be checked out. It's, oh, it is dangerous. Yep. This is why we call it racism. Yeah. It's because if people would use a bit of wisdom, they would recognize those people over there are not dangerous. They're just different. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so um, that whole quality then is for us as uh, Domidus is to get our act together around understanding that we're not going to understand everything, and that's really okay. We can yep. still take delight in what we do know without having to feel bad about what we don't know. Yeah. Because when there's time to learn it, if we need it, we'll see it. Yeah. But until then, everything is hunky-dory. We'll take care of the moment when it comes. And we don't have to be ready just on guard. Yep. Okay. That's In fact, if you look at it like that, um, <clears throat> in Europe, there's a lot of medieval castles. Right. Okay, and every one of them was fortified in certain mm-hmm. ways. Guess what? They were never attacked and defeated through their strongest fortifications. They were mm. always attacked and defeated from the underneath, from the underside, yep. from the from the sewers or from uh, 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 fire coming in over the top of the uh, embankments, all kinds of things like this. And so the idea then that we should automatically respond to things as if they're dangers means we're going to put up defenses immediately that are probably going to be breached because they were put up foolishly. Yep. You can see that, that the cops, when they're interviewing the crook, they almost always know that this is the guy. We've got this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Because he's acting guilty. Why does yep. he act guilty? Because he's putting up defenses that they haven't even tried to breach yet. Yeah. Making excuses or, or answering questions they haven't asked and all kinds of stuff like that. And that's because the, the guy is afraid. He's in this state. He doesn't know what's going on, and he does not like that feeling mm-hmm. of being confused. But if we can come to the point of saying, well, it's not a matter of whether we don't know what caused it or not. The real issue is, is it dangerous or not? Yeah. Because in modern times, almost always the case is that it is not. Yep, this exactly. Yet another false alarm. Yet another false alarm. And so we need the wisdom at that point of contact so that we can handle this kind of feeling because it, in fact, is kind of the most dangerous simply because it's the most subtle and the last one to be dealt with. Uh-huh. Because it's ignorance. This is this is how do we deal with the fact that we are ignorant? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because from time to time it's gonna slap us in the face with this confused feeling. It's uh very deeply it's it's like such a such a deep habit that it it's not even often noticeable that it's a habit it, it's um yeah it's almost so <clears throat> it's almost so pre-wired yeah exactly yeah but for many people i i like it i want it is almost hardwired yeah all right so we can see that but it's not hardwired exactly it's, not. Yeah. it's just got the the connection that's made through uh, a lack of awareness. It's, it's not wired, like a, but not hardwired. Right, it's wired, but it's not hardwired. And we can go in with wisdom and unwire that thing mm-hmm. so that it does not have to lead off in that direction, which leads to suffering.
So that you can see then, in fact, this kind of confused feeling is what's going to give rise to um, in in the way that is expressed in the in the suttas, this fourth kind of clinging is actually expressed as views. And what we mean by that is, is that if I, I cannot trust that I don't know, therefore I'm going to make up something. Mm. Then I'm going to go look for like people. So I'm going to identify with a group, of a, a Democrat or a Republican. The funny thing is, is that people can switch back and forth, and even the hardcore ones will have things about their own party they don't like and things about the other party that they do like. And so what party they belong to seems to be irrelevant. I don't even understand why anybody would even bother to join a party. But they just don't want to be alone with their confusion. Ah, you got it precisely. But in fact, we do not know what the future of politics are going to be. Exactly. And as bad as as Trump is, if you listen to some of the things that some of the people have to say about it, you got to say, well, okay, he didn't screw that one up, though. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he did screw up the post office, but there's a few things he didn't screw up. Yeah. Come to think of it, none of those are coming to mind right now, but I'm sure that there's a few things. I'm sure there's something. (laughs) (laughs) And so we can harp on the good qualities in that way. But anyway, this idea of identity or taking sides, the Buddha also uses the concept of the banner. Yep. So that we, so that when we come to the completion of this, that we recognize that both sides are unknowable, then we can drop carrying the banner for either one or any of them, in fact. I don't have to belong to any political party or any religion or any country. I don't have to uh, swear allegiance to anything. I've noticed um, watching sports is a bit confusing now because in the past I would always want my side to win but now it's like well it seems silly and it's like well if one side wins the other side loses and it's just it just doesn't make sense well it does it makes both dollars and cents or at least uh, (laughs) pounds to those um the guys who uh got the stadium built yep and the concessionaires yep and the media Exactly. And they don't care who wins or loses so long as they get a really great, exciting game. Yep. And keeps everybody in anticipation and who's going to win and is it good enough and betting and all of that based upon this feeling of I'm not sure what's going to happen. Yep. And there's some money in there. (laughs) A lot of money. Yeah, keep these people confused, and they'll pay, and they'll pay, and they'll pay, because yep. they want to know, and they want to be finished with it, okay? But the Dhamma dude recognized, wait a minute, we can go on and on and on with wanting to know. Yeah. Because human knowledge is much more vast than any individual human. I mean, that's yep. just human knowledge. And think about all the things that we don't know. Well, can't, sorry, exactly. don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So <clears throat> you can't know everything. We can't know everything. And the that's question okay. Is, do we know enough? And the answer to that is if I know how I feel, I know enough. Mm. Yep. And so this is wisdom at the point of contact. Mm-hmm. To know how we feel. Because if we know how we feel, then we can wisely determine either the course of action or no course of action at all. In fact, we can tell that drive that we were talking about before um, to just settle down. Settle down, boy. False alarm. Just like the old man in the uh, when the snow fell and made a racket. He can tell the dog, no problem. So the contact, it's like um, you, you feel it. You feel it coming, and 
or you feel that it has come and you feel the energy of it and then well what happens next is up to you mm -hmm. if we're awake enough to have that choice if we're not awake then we will follow the old patterns of prior action in other words we will follow our own karma we'll follow our own actions and I notice that with some things. We create a samsara, the same thing over and over and over again. But if we become wise to that, then we can begin to change. And one of the things that we can change is not just the direction of the um, course of events, but we can just shut the course of events off. There's nothing to do about this. Hmm. That's um, not, not wanting to do anything as a result of something. Um, yeah, to understand that almost all alarms are false alarms. Yep. And guess who's making that alarm? It's we inside with our own way that we construct things. So yep. the alarms that we'll keep ringing are actually echoes of a long past alarm bell. Yes. Yeah, they do have a sort of familiar attribute to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's why wisdom. Basically, an example of that is uh, the dogs are barking. Yep. They're out in the yard barking. What am I going to do? I'm going to look out the yard to see what's going on. I may take several courses of actions. One of the things that I might do is, sta is sit here on the porch and very comfortably and very easily bark too. <laughs> Why would I do that? Because that gives these dogs the strength that they are backed up by the alpha male. Uh -huh. And they will continue ferociously to bark. Uh -huh. Okay. Also, there may be the occasion when there's nothing to do at all, which is quite common. Yep. And then there's the occasion when I've got to go do something about it. Mm. Because um, the dogs are completely wrong and they're, they're um, off base and they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Which and could just be like a guest comes. Uh... If the dogs don't know them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. If yeah. They, if they, right. If the guest comes and they know them, they'll bark and then they'll stop and I've got they'll nothing to do. They'll be fine with that, yeah. But if they bark and somebody becomes afraid of them, then that's when we have to call the dogs off. Mm -hmm. An example is the mailman. The old story. I mean, it's so funny because it's so classic. Why is the mailman afraid of the dogs? It's because the dogs attack him. Yep. Why do the dogs attack him? Because, because the mailman afraid. is afraid of the dogs. Yep. Okay. And so they really go after the mailman. Yep. But I've, uh, they're trained well enough that if I, if I start calling them, especially if I use the, uh, the big word, I've got a really, really big word that I can use with them. Okay. And it, and it sounds, and, but it's out loud, but I'll say it very softly because I don't want to bother them right now. And that is, ah. Okay. You know, and, and they know. They're already saying what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, that that tends to stop them. Yep. And then as soon as they turn around, that's when I say, "Okay, Lucky, yeah, good dog, good girl. She's a good dog." You know why? Because now she's turned around. Most people don't know that they've got to make that connection. Yep. And so the dog does come around, and now they'll say, bad dog, bad dog. No, yeah. you don't say bad dog after they've turned around. Exactly. Now you say good dog. You, then you say good dog, because they have actually done what you wanted them to do when you said, ah, to them. Yep. All right. So we can do that with the mind. Yeah, the positive reinforcement is, um, is so much more effective than all the negative reinforcement. And so when that confused feeling comes, again, we can say, ah, oh, I got that. Yep. Wow, what's going on? 
Let's yep. go investigate. Let's go figure that one out. We can do it with that attitude, yep. with that can-do attitude. What was that? Let's go check that out, you know, a new toy to play with, a new rabbit in the cage <laughs> or something. <laughs> and so um, we can use Paticca Samapada like this in yep. order to understand the mind so that we can really figure out What's the best course of action for our lives? Because oftentimes there's really nothing to do. But eventually, even when we take action to stop something, the next thing we want to do is praise it when it's stopped. Yes. And so when we catch our mind wandering around, or we're, uh, we can say, ah, I'm glad I caught you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because immediately we can stop doing it. Yep. So the question is, how fast are we going to catch it? Yep. Because are we going to catch it when we're full-blown into, say, an argument? Are we going to catch it uh, at all or not in that argument? Because if we don't catch it, I'm going to kill somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I can get really mindless, I think, sometimes. (laughs) And so it's best not to. (laughs) But we generally do catch our argument. And so the, the example is the man slams the door on the way out of the house after he's had an argument with his wife. This is enough, had enough of it. But then he can come to the point of, wait a minute, I don't have to be angry. Uh Or wait a minute, I'm not going to act angry. I'm going to sit here with my anger, breathe it out, and recognize that this is just a feeling. Yep. And the two will pass away, and now I can be polite to my wife. I can say, you know, the last time we had a big argument, you won that one. <clears throat> I'm just going to let you win this one. <laughs> you can have this one. And I'm going to sit here and just enjoy. So go ahead and argue with me. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and say, yep, 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 you're right. You're right. <laughs> yep. It's like um, the anger just um, it comes and it goes. It's, it's not. Because when you're sort of consumed by it you think that's all there is and that's that's what causes and I the am angry that's yeah. exactly as if we were personifying anger itself and I am it I yeah. am angry I am so angry that they need to make a god called Mars named anger or the god of war and I am he <laughs> yeah and I think you know the English language um, has a lot to do with that you know, the whole I am, because in some languages, it's like, um, it's more like, I am experiencing anger, or anger is coming, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, whereas um, in English, it's I am angry. Mm -hmm. I am the anger, exactly. And that's so, um, it's detrimental because it's ignorant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we can catch it earlier and earlier so that we can get it down to that point of, oh, I just don't like it. Mm. But I don't have to get angry because I don't like it. Yeah. And if I don't get angry, for instance, if I see something that would anger me on the Internet, then I can recognize, oh, I just got angry at that and it doesn't really mean anything, then I don't have to answer. Yeah. Ah, but look how much internet stuff is back and forth between two angry people who are intentionally trying to make the other person angry. Yeah. And the only reason they're doing it on Reddit or on the internet is because they can. Otherwise, they'd have to go to the bar to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so that whole I am is, is part of that, that I am that power of the anger. Uh And we don't then to see what, how destructive it is and how dangerous it is. That uh. in fact, it took me several years to eventually figure out because I had the, the, uh, the false belief that, oh, if I am right and he is wrong, then I am justified in my anger. Mm-hmm. That my anger is righteous anger. It's okay for me to be angry because he's so wrong. Uh, that's a hard one to get over because that's conceit yeah yeah uh-huh. 
And uh, uh, even when the anger is finished and we no longer get angry at anything, the conceit is still there mm. and has to be dealt with. But now because the anger is out of the way, we can actually see the conceit directly. Mm. And that can see down there is I am. That's exactly the expression. Yep. So you say I am angry. It's conceit anger. Now that you've taken the anger at all you've got left is I am. There's still that sense of I am. Am. That conceit, that manner. And, wh- and, the, and it manifests itself in competition. Mm. If it is angry, it's unfriendly competition. But if it's not angry, we call it friendly competition, and it's not friendly at all. I've seen it on television. They have Thai uh, Muay Thai on on Thai sports. Right. Yeah. These guys can be real good friends. Yep. But when that bell rings, bang, they are not. They are mortal enemies until the bell rings again. And then as soon as the bell rings, these are tied now. And Mm -hmm. they'll hug each other. Yep. They're not um, angry at each other at all. Like UFC or boxing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. They're really good friends. And so, but they display that right in in Thailand. In, in America, it's got to be false. It's got to be, oh, I hate his guts as loud as I can. I want you guys to be upset with him so you'll feel really good when I drown his butt. And he's got his crowd doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? But in Thailand, everybody knows that it's a sport. That's all it is. And, and, they, and it doesn't mean that they cannot be real friends under mm-hmm. it. But in the West, we don't see it that way. We see our competitors as enemies. Yeah. And we can even see that in the Dama neighborhood, where, the, where teachers will compete with each other for students or compete with each other. Uh, my teaching is better than his teaching mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. Rather than, no, everybody can teach what, as, as they will because there is good in what people say. Mm-hmm. Is the more Dama is heard, the better, not uh, who can do it best. Yeah. And so that's a different way of looking at it. But if we have that conceit in there, then is my dhamma is better than his dhamma. Yeah, the conceit is like, um, it seems like it's kind of just holding on to the I am because of just um, fear, really. Because, um, Absolutely, you got it. That's the basis of it. Yeah. What is going to happen if you let go of it? He yeah, like, what, what is there? Yeah. And so that's like, so I am. I must be something. Or I just want to be something. Mm-hmm. And he is present. he, this competitor is preventing me from feeling the win that I know I deserve. Mm. But I won't give it to myself because of him. Yeah. <laughs> because he is something as well. Mm-hmm. And, and he doesn't want to give me the win because he wants it for himself. <laughs> and neither one of us are wise enough to recognize, wait a minute, have your win, and I'll have one too. Everybody's <laughs> happy. No more competition. Let's be friends. <laughs> yep. But that's really hard to come by. And so that conceit then is wrapped around and through and inside of this ignorance. You can see how these five Arupa Raga, or sorry, Arupa Asava, Kilesa, are intertwined with each other, just like the five hindrances are intertwined, and that the hindrances are nothing more than the momentary manifestation of these underlying tendencies. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what they all are. Mm-hmm. And these underlying tendencies are all based in feeling, and the bottom line feeling is fear. Yeah. But with wisdom, we can take care of that fear directly. See that everything is happy and secure, that there's nothing to be afraid of. 
that's all we need to do. Mm. There's no need to climb that mountain simply because somebody said that you got to. <laughs> yep. I can sit here on the ground happily enough. I don't have to go do anything. Yep. Mm. But when I become confused, that does not mean that I've got to go climb that mountain. It means that I have to be wise about my confusion. And when that happens, then we don't have to get competitive. So it's almost like everything that people do, that every time someone does what they're told to do is... um because they don't know how to deal with the confusion. Um, like when, you know, when people do certain things. That's why they call them the dumb animal. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. Uh-huh. Exactly. That confusion is, in fact, dumb. That's the whole yep. point of it. I mean, that's, the, that's just another way of describing it. Yeah. Is when we're confused, we're dumb. We don't know. It's true. And we don't like it. So the kids don't like to be called dumb in school. Yep. And in fact, kids in school are the dumbest people on the planet. <laughs> Why don't they enjoy it? <laughs> they got no worries. They're so dumb that they don't even know what to worry about. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? The suffering, uh -huh. um, everyone thinks their suffering is... Um, is real. Yes. That's part of our dumbness is we think that this manufactured suffering is real. Yeah. Because it feels real enough. I mean, it yep. is real. Yep. But it's only real as a concoction. Yeah. And it's hard for us to understand that. Yeah. That we're actually literally making up our own misery. Yeah, I um I notice nowadays um a lot of like when everyone around me is kind of annoyed, it's like or well when they're not when they're dissatisfied, how however subtle or extreme it is, it's almost like well it's always like they don't know that there's anything that can be done about that. You know, and it's like they are always dissatisfied at the thing. At the thing that they're dissatisfied at, mm -hmm. and they and and no one, the possibility that it's actually me who can change, doesn't actually occur to anyone, and it kind of um. And it's, it's like I notice that, now I always think that I can, change, and I never see it as me, um, but I'm not sure when exactly, like. That happened, but I notice it now when everyone else is being is behaving in a certain way, and I notice myself not doing that. Well, congratulations, that's good. Now yeah. you can right, so you can begin to see the fruits or the results, yeah. and you like it a lot. You can say, "Well, I really am glad that I'm not caught in that." Oh yeah, all the time. It's um, you know, I do. I like. It's like. Wow, I, I'm I'm so glad I don't have to feel this way, or I'm not bound <laughs> like that. Um, and I kind of wish that the people around me weren't that way. Well, I kind of wish that they didn't feel that way either. You know? No, that's the whole. Now we're getting across to the to the deeper issue. Okay. Right. And that is. I know that this sounds heartless to some people, but we have to leave people to do what they want to do. And right. we, can't, we can't offer... We can't offer snake oil without appearing and becoming a snake oil salesman. Yes. We cannot thump a Bible without becoming a Bible thumper. Yep. Okay, and so when we try to run our trips on someone else, they're not going to like it. Yeah. We cannot help people who don't want our help, and that is a hard, hard kind of ignorance to learn to deal with. 
Because we don't like it that we know something and they don't. We want to help them. And it doesn't matter whether it is. Help them out of their suffering, even if it's helping them out of their misunderstanding about how wonderful I am. Yeah. It's kind of us wanting. It's also a kind of desire on our part as well, because we want them to be different. Very, very powerful desire. And look at that kind of desire. What happens is, is that that's the source of hypocrisy. Right. Okay, I want them to follow my rules. And so the first thing I've got to do is follow the rules to show them how to follow the rules. Once I get them to follow the rules, I don't have to follow them anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerry Falwell comes to mind, but I can think of many such. Do you know Jerry Falwell Jr.? No, he just, I don't. He just left Liberty University for flagrantly acting in a way that is against the school's code. He's, he was the president of the school. Mm-hmm. With his pants unzipped, his fly open, his belly showing, holding some uh, hardcore liquor, uh, hugging a, a babe, and that <laughs> was on Instagram, okay? So um, he got fired, and then the real dirt started coming out, or he uh-huh. got and then the real dirt started coming out, and so now he's gotten fired. But the point that I'm making is the hypocrisy. You do as I tell you to do, not as I do myself. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we could take that even to the point of the Buddha, in the sense of the Buddha saying, you do what I'm doing now and tell you now, don't do as I used to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, in that regard, he's saying, let's not do jhana, because it's not, uh, at least uh, not not the jhana that's insightful enough to come out of suffering, uh. but the higher jhanas, because when people come out of them, they're back to their ordinary hindered mind. They don't have any real relief from it, that there's a way to relieve it. So this, this point that I'm making here, uh, you can see back at the Christian church, that now they, uh, when I was in being dragged to church every week is the easiest way to say it. <laughs> um, there, it was all about y- your individual sin and what you've got to do. Okay, to be saved and all of that. A very personal kind of story. It had some flaws, but that's where it was. At least it was on the inside. Somewhere around the 19, late 60s, early 70s, in that era, they changed it completely to the message, okay, guys, now you're saved. Now you've got to go save the world. Uh-huh. And here's the first item on our agenda, abortion. And everybody says, what? <laughs> oh, wow. But they kept screaming it. No, you got to go. I mean, it's how many dead babies are out there and all of those women who are not or who are having abortions are just killing babies and killing babies and killing. And these people believe that. Uh. And they don't even recognize that there's actually in the Bible. It's there in Deuteronomy, the uh. actual example and the rituals to go through for an abortion. Ah. Uh. And what the priest has to do to bring one about. Okay. Okay. Uh, I won't go into great detail of it, but really it's a um, <laughs> really it's a proof positive to the husband that the wife is really not pregnant at all. What do you mean? Well, he did see the whole point is is that uh, the uh, grieving husband brings his wife to the priest saying that she's been messing around and she's pregnant. Right, right. And I don't want somebody else's kid. Right. Because of magic. Yeah. Okay. This is old. And there's approved ways of doing it way back when, but the modern Christians, they don't know any of that stuff. All they know is now abortion's so bad, we got to make all the women in the country do just what our preacher told us. Mm-hmm. Never mind the preacher, because his daughter's going to get an abortion if she <laughs> needs Yep, exactly. And by the way, 
any of my daughters can have an divorce if uh, uh, an abortion if they need one. But all them women out there, we're going to have to have a law. Yep. Okay, so that's that's what we uh, is kind of the ultimate of hypocrisy. But we can see that um, on a regular basis when we we find faults with others. Mm-hmm. When those faults are also within us, but we're not solving them, we're trying to solve somebody else's problem. Yep. Sort of like what Jesus says, uh, why can you talk about the speck in someone else's eye when you've got a beam or a log coming out of yours? Yeah, right? exactly. Right. But there is a reason for that. And that is is that each one of us are fairly blind to our own feelings and yep. our own behavior. We're in it rather than observing it. Other yep. people around us can see it. Yep. They don't like it a bit, and so they want us to change because they don't want to deal with their own feelings. They're not aware of how they feel. They're yep. only aware of how you feel. Yep, exactly. If you're not aware of how you feel, you're only aware of how they feel. And how so now feel. we've got a dance. It's a tango. <laughs> and it always ends up climactic. <laughs> I feel like when I'm... Um... It's it's uh, when I lose mindfulness that I get attached to faults and finding faults in others. Mm-hmm. But when I'm mindful, it's like um, it is what it is, you know. Yep. They're, I'm not responsible for their behavior. It's not yeah. my problem. So long as they're not attacking me. And if it's not my problem, they probably won't. Yep. <laughs> I'm finding um more and more subtle things that subtle ways in which I find faults and things as well. They're kind of um being they're kind of getting more and more noticeable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. That's the whole point of sati is mm. that we begin to see things more and more clearly. Yeah. That a lot of people think that oh they've got to go really deep into meditation. Yeah order to see this stuff nope 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 all you have to do is get satis up to speed and then you can see things in real time yeah it's weird i used to um for such a long time i always i just all i cared about was um getting into some really deep jhanas but um now i i i really it doesn't i really don't feel that way i know at all (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mentioned last time, I think. Um, no, I'm, a long time ago, but anyway. <laughs> oh, that's, it, what yeah. we all, that's when we hear it. I mean, that's the natural greed of the Western human mind. When they hear John, as they say, I want one, too. I want four of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want four of them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And some will say four. I want eight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, it's hard to recognize that. Wait a minute. If you want Johnny, you can't have it. Yeah. Because that's desire. Yep. And desire, you have to get into a state of not wanting anything, and so it's a little tricky that way. You have to have to throw that desire for Johnny out and be satisfied without it in order yep. for it to come. Possible example of that is how do you find a black cat in a black room that's dark with no lights on? I I know the answer because you've you've used no, this example before. <laughs> okay, right, 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 exactly. <laughs> you just sit down and wait and the cat yep. will find you. Exactly. Mm, that's how you find a black cat like that. Okay. So um that, that searching or longing or wanting to set things right or try to fix other people is kind of a natural thing. You can see that it's part of our territorial instinct. It has yep. to do with dividing things up about what is good and what is bad, depending upon which mm. side of some artificial line that we have between us. Yep. And in fact, our real job is to be friends with them without judging them. Yep. Yeah, they. And but sometimes that's uh, there's a there's a an alternate to that, and that is we have to know when to let go even of that, because mm-hmm. some people 
don't want to be friends. Mm-hmm. And we have to just allow that, okay? Don't try to make friends with somebody who doesn't want to make friends because now you're trying to give him something he does not want. Yep. And so you have to kind of let go of that. Yep. But in order to see it wisely, you've got to get slapped several times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to let go sometimes that people are not going to um, conform with the Dhamma because you know the Dhamma. They're going to conform to whatever Dhamma they want to at mm-hmm. whatever level of feelings that they're able to work with. So other than that... We are not responsible for anyone else. Everyone else is responsible for themselves. But we can have an ear for those who want to hear the Dhamma. Mm-hmm. When we hear yep. that they want it, then we can give it to them. Yep. But, if, but uh, I think that we last talked about um, the fact that uh, the way that houses are built, that there's a set of stairs that you have to climb yep. to get into the house. There's yep. some effort that has to be put into it. If we go out proselytizing or we're still making laws, then that means that we're not allowing the people to take the necessary steps that they need to do to get up to the level where they, where they can be open to hearing something. Yep. We're robbing exactly. them in a way. We're trying to give them something that, uh, that they didn't know that they wanted. Mm. It's much better for them to wait, for you to wait until... They can come give up. It to them because they want it. Now yeah. we can give a gift that will be well received. Yeah, exactly. Even if they never come, we're still happy. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that we can't help other people, but there's no reason to feel miserable or upset or try to fix them or any of that kind of stuff. It's okay that they're unhappy. Mm. Even if it's okay that they're unhappy with you. Ouch, boy, does that dig right into that conceit. (laughs) Them being unhappy with you because you are not doing something they want you to do. That's, um, that, that is, um, that can bite quite hard. Until it bites with wisdom. Yeah. Until you can see it. When we wake up to it, it doesn't bite so hard. <laughs> like I have um, some of my friends are all, um, they are all so caught up in um, the negative parts of um, their environment, you know, and like politics and stuff. And it's like they kind of just want everyone else to feel that way as well. And um, me not feeling that way kind of sets them off a bit. Um, and yeah, it's um, yeah, it's very noticeable that kind of feeling. It is now. Congratulations yeah. that it's so noticeable. Five years ago, you wouldn't have said that. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't have seen it couldn't see it now you can see that stuff you're waking up that's great that's what the dharma is (laughs) so today we've talked about confusion at great at great depths knowing that there will always be confusion because there will always be ignorance because new things are happening all the time that we don't know about (laughs) so we'll never catch up with it never will so we have to be happy and satisfied that we don't know. So overcoming the fetter of ignorance is um, is being aware of your ignorance. It's not it's not completely getting rid of ignorance because that's impossible. That's impossible. No, this is. But we get rid of ignorance as a fetter. Yep. Okay. Not being bound by it. And, and and not being bound by the fact that we don't like it. For instance, that guy hates me, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But I want to know why so I can fix him so that he'll like me. Right? Yeah. Been there, done that. Yep. <laughs> and doesn't work. No, we have to understand that there will be things that don't go your way and you don't know why and you're still okay. Yep. Everything survives, survives. Exactly. <laughs>
And that means that we're really dealing at those deep levels of ignorance and fear and conceit and restlessness, all of that kind of stuff. But we call it deep. Where it's not, it's right there on the surface. It's just got to be seen. Mm, yeah. Okay. It's, and it's not even hiding. It's just fast. Yeah. It comes up quick, and then it's uh, a feeling. But now that we're investigating, we can see, oh, yeah, we can see where that stuff comes from. Yeah. You notice it now. Yeah. In the past, it would be... um just accepted as a normal part of life mm -hmm. which is probably just because you've kind of you've just got used to it I suppose that's right getting used to it basically is allowing that confusion to just be there uh, but um in an uncomfortable sort of way mm -hmm. to where the way that we're talking about it is no let's even get rid of that discomfort discomfort to really understand that that's the way it is that i want them to get it yeah. and they don't get it and i don't know why they don't get it and that's okay mm -hmm. card is okay to be a failure at fixing someone else mm -hmm. But let's be successful <laughs> right here in, in this one. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's all you can really do. That's right. That's right. We cannot fix the world, not even one of them. Yeah. It's, um, it's a strange thing to think about. Mm. When you think, when you've been brought up just thinking, yes, you can change the world. Depends upon which world you're thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh -huh. All right. Well, this has been a really good talk. I've enjoyed it. Yep, and me too. I'll get off so I can talk to Matt. He's on waiting on the line, so I'll talk to All you right. later. Ken, I've really enjoyed this. We've really... Me too, This really good for Teacher Sabupada. I like I like yep. it. Yep. Well, i see you later. See and you enjoy. Time. Yep, will do. Okay. Bye-bye.